0: I would say welcome to a night shoe football red edition, but I wouldn't mean it. Adelaide United have lost again, one nil to Western Sydney in Parramatta. Cooper's here, say hi. Hi. Tom's here, say hi. Hi. Brilliant. I reversed it this week. I don't. I usually say hi to Tom first, but um, you know, just it's late at night. We're recording pods, doing whatever. Um, this was a disaster, was it not? Uh, well, not a disaster. Last week was a disaster, but I guess just a continue continuation of our disastrous form. Um, another loss in a game where we maybe could have got a point. I don't know what you two took away from this, but Cooper, I don't know where you want to start. I feel like I might just throw it over to you for the for this week because you'll be way more aboard this than I am.
1: Yeah, happy to start with the lineup. Um, Ansel and Popovich. Ansel had his rest and Popovich, who was being monitored for what we thought might have been a semi-decent injury, was magically okay to start a game. <laughs> um, Thanks for the transparency, Adelaide. But we had our centre back partnership back. Um Yay. I think with those two fit, that's what we expect to see with Joel in the back four. Um then Ryan Tunnicliffe by himself holding the midfield down. Um, is he probably needed a rest, probably due. I don't know what you guys think, but I thought yeah, was, I agree. he was pretty okay in this game. I think I think Tunney was was, was good enough in this game. Um way Alecic... better. Sorry, I was just gonna say way better than
2: he was against Sydney. Yes. Improvement.
1: Yeah, um, it seemed like for the entirety of this season so far, I think we are eight games through now. For the first seven weeks, it was either Duzel or Alagic would make the squad, not both, only one in the squad on the bench. Now, all of a sudden, in Carl's mind, both of them are good enough to start next to each other.
0: Yeah, I'm sure Where... Tanacliff
2: was chuffed with that. Babysitting, literally babysitting. Where has this come from? Because our best midfield two was Yal and... and we won games and we played well
1: so why why have we reverted out of that i just zach clough has been close to the best player in the entire league so far this season playing as an attacking midfielder and carl's gone you know what let's fucking move him to a position where he sucked for the last 24 (laughs) months well done carl you're a fucking genius
2: (laughs) i called him a madman before this and i was like if this comes off He literally is the mad
1: genius of the A-League.
2: No, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's just put out another poorly selected squad. That makes no sense.
1: I'm going to go and stand over the top of the fence at Playford next week and watch Luke Duzell at three hours in training because I don't know what the fuck Colby (laughs) is seeing in this man that no one else in the entire country or abroad is. But this dude is not a fucking A-League footballer. He should not be near this team. And I do not know what he's done to warrant starting. Yal is better at the the six. Alagic is better at the eight. There's options everywhere. And there's just got to be, kids better than this dude right there has to be it has to be
2: it gives me um like old uh Dicouli vibe and like last year AK There always seems to be one player that continually gets minutes that you just look at them and think why why are we persisting with you we, we had to have been wrong about Dekuli because he went to France
1: well. well I just I mean I think the difference there is is Dekuli and and AK were young guys that came up through the through the youth ranks at Adelaide. Luke Duzelle is someone that we've signed from abroad. This reminds me of when we signed Jesse Makarunis and he just sucked, but we kept playing him to try and justify the fact that we actually went out and brought him across from another club. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what this gives me. Yeah, that's fair. What we do was- now
0: usually is get players in and then don't play them like last week. Um, and then when you do start them, you start Tunnicliff and uh, you pair him up with Aligic and Luke Duzell.
2: Antonis shared something during the week of like the heady days of Adelaide United when we won our first FFA Cup back when it was called the FFA Cup. And the the interstate guys that we had signed in that team were the likes of uh, Eugene Galekovic, uh, Jimmy Jago, Tarek Elrich, like actual proper footballers with experience. Yeah. and Solid you know, a- league footballers. Solid and good. And now we're doing this shit. Jesse yeah. Macaroonis, that's such a great likening.
1: It's guys like, um, and that's such a great example that when we lost Jimmy Jago in mid-season, we brought another, a younger guy across from another club. But Stefan Mork had played in the A-League. He'd looked good in the A-League. He'd scored goals in the A-League. And we went out and we brought him across and it was good business. Instead of bringing across guys like like Luke Dazelle, and I was going to say, I mean, no offense, but I don't give a fuck in, at this point. Guys that weren't good enough for clubs that we consider ourselves to be of a higher standing than. Yeah, we, at, at this point in this club, we need to go, fuck, we should be better than Western United. That squad yeah. they put out every week, we should be better than them. And if Luke Duzell wasn't good enough for them, then he's quite simply not good enough for us. That has to be racing for.
2: I can only nod. I can only nod. There's just there's some of our transfer business over the last couple of years has just been so... When I look at that team as well, when you had such a great mix of Visa players, players, um, and then those guys that they brought in from interstate A-League clubs with experience, and then you still had the core group of SA guys, you know, Awa Mobile, uh, Dylan McGowan at the time. It was just levels compared to what we're doing now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if That's... we move on in the, the squad, we'll move on from there. Yeah. If we go to Ben Halloran is the player on in this eleven continuously, but needs a spell. He he. We've spoken about how he's been great at times, and and how he's been terrible at times, and just give him a rest. I know that it was probably the week to give Nestor a rest. We spoke about it before the game. I said, I I would have started him just to, just to back him in and go bounce back ability. Here's, here's the confidence behind your kid bounce back. Yeah. But you know, they've made the decision to put him on the bench and bring him on, which is fine because he played 45 minutes of football. Like it's, it is whatever, but now, I bel- I think Nesta comes back in next week. I think it's time you move Clough back to the middle. Let's give Bernardo a start and yeah. just give Halloran give Halloran an opportunity to come on late against tired defenders and score or score a winning goal or or do something. Just just prove his point again. And then if he starts the week after, he starts the week after. But when it's not working, you can't rinse and repeat and why keep trying the same thing that's not working? And it, it's, just, it's just her a guy like Luka Ivanovic, we've spoken about in the last couple of weeks. He's come in three consecutive starts now, including this game. And he's just played with obviously Zach Clough now out of position in this game, Ben Halloran, who just looks lethargic and tired at times, Alagic and Duzel behind him. And Luka's up there running his absolute life away just for no reward. We haven't put him in a scenario at any point other than when he scored and maybe one and a half chances in the last two weeks where he would get reward for the work that he's put in. It's fitting that you've got Sergio Guardiola behind you at the moment because it's it's giving that. Yeah, I, I don't know where we go. I mean, we go into this game now before we talk about what we do next week, I think. We can go into talking about what actually occurred in this game. And I just think that this was a matter of we actually weren't that bad in this game. Mm. I just, I, I don't think we need to just obviously we weren't happy with selection but in terms of the way that the 11 played they were actually they stood up pretty well in comparison to what western sydney are second or third on the table now and they look like probably one of the best two or three sides in the league like we keep saying we haven't actually been that impressed by anyone
0: yeah but i'm not just... sure i'm not sure western sydney were at their best on on the night either um, yeah, and and we were we were definitely better than the week before um i still thought maybe maybe the first half pretty ordinary still and the second half just kind of worked our way into it a bit more we were kind of helped by the red card um i honestly i had one eye on the new chicken run movie how how was that uh i i would rather go back and be at high marsh to watch the brisbane game last week again than the new chicken run movie it was unwatchable um i believe uh, my lovely partner put it on while I, I was watching the game on the laptop, put it on the TV, uh, turned it off an hour in, and we, we watched Which football. Which one? Oh, okay. The, the movie. So <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> we stuck with West Sydney and Adelaide's 1-0 loss, but uh, it looked like we, we probably maybe did enough to get a point out of it in the end, but just couldn't quite. So.
2: Yeah. It's the funny old team, isn't it, the West Sydney side? Um, and Thompson, who was decent in the uh, FA Cup run during the, oh, the Australia Cup run, sorry, during the preseason. Hasn't really lit it up as yet. Uh, Brilance, obviously great player, lost his head in this. I didn't, you know, he was trying to boss a midfield two of kids and I still don't think he did it that much. Hendricks no. hasn't, hasn't impressed me so much so far. Uh, Marcelo's a good centre-back, but he's always prone to mistakes and losing his head. I don't know that West Sydney are a top three side. No, it's just, this league just it just they me. They have better than this in them though. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Lockie Brook didn't start because he was another that had a good Australia Cup campaign and it hasn't really transferred yet. I'd much prefer him instead of Halloran at the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, Lockie Brook started well in the A League season two. This is also our first look at Western Sydney without Brandon Borrello, which they're going to have to Bro- they're going to have to go five or six weeks minimum without Brandon Borrello with this injury. Um, so I just I just wonder whether it's more of a we caught them at a time that Rudan was still tinkering with things, trying to work out how his system was gonna gonna look without Brand Umbrella and maybe they were a little bit vulnerable. And that's why, like Sammy said, the wanderers weren't actually at their best in this game. But unfortunately, even with them not at their best, I just think they were that little bit better than us and yeah. that one or two yeah. extra opportunities. And like I said, that Dylan Pieris goal. It had shades of, of Zach Clough against City in the semi final. You don't know whether it's, I think it was more of one of those where he's just, he's just prodding it in the direction of goal hoping. I don't think he's actually tried to put right. it where he's put it, but you know, you, you throw enough darts, you'll get one eventually. And that's what he's done. And, and, and we've said a million times, that's what our, that's what we like our forwards to do. We felt like at times our guys just don't. They don't throw enough darts and potentially we don't get the amount of goals that we deserved out of it. Like you look at that Melbourne city game where we battered them early in the season and our last four goals are from outside the 18 yard box. You know, sometimes it's your, it's your day. And for Dylan Pieris, that was, that was on this occasion. Um, I thought him and Valentino Yule were probably the Wanderers, two best players. They Definitely. gave us a, a lot of strife up the wing. Um, I think the way that Giuseppe Bovellino likes to get forward as a fullback, just it's his natural game and you can't stop him from playing like that. I think he's, almost rendered useless if you stop him from playing his game. Yeah, just a Nor modern one fullback. Too. Just yeah. a
0: modern fullback, isn't he? Um,
1: yeah. But I just think having Valentino Yule's just utter pace on that side was really good. And I think Popper and Ansel did well to just negate anything that came down that wing. Um, and then, sorry, Sammy. Sorry, goes. I was just going
0: to say, the way we get rinsed down our wings, and I know, Kido's been hopeless. And I really like him, but he's been hopeless. Yeah. Um, the right side, like you said, Bovalino wants to get forward. Very modern style of fullback, very attacking. And that is even more of a reason why it is crucial to get the midfield right, yeah. to offer that support, to, to, to provide the cover on the wings or for someone, um, ordinarily this is where you would see someone like Izzy drop in between the centre-backs and one of them can push wide to cover or uh, and then we still have enough of a midfield there to control it if when the ball comes into that area. Uh, but at the moment, we just don't, and that's I think why teams are finding it easy to to expose us down the wings as well. Yeah. We're so up,
1: we're so
2: poorly set up in that sense.
1: On, yeah. on that on that point as well, on, on getting the midfield right being important to that. Having Zach Clough as a winger in this game on the same side as Ryan Kiddo, he is an attacking midfielder. He's not versed in defending the flank and getting back and covering Kiddo's runs and and helping Kiddo do all these things. We said that. Kiddo struggled enough without Goodwin there and having Halloran on that side. Clough is going to offer Ryan Kiddo less defensive support than Ben Halloran if, has so far this season.
0: If you wanted to be super picky, I don't, I don't think I do. But if you did want to be super picky, you could say that Clough was potentially guilty of ball watching for the goal. Um, I think it would be super harsh to say that, but but he is he's he's, he's just not. It's not in his game. He's an attacking midfielder that plays centrally, plays Mm. his best football through the middle. And yeah, like you said, he's not going to provide the defensive cover to help when
2: we've already got a a left back who doesn't know where left back is on the field. (laughs) The amount of times you see us exposed (laughs) and he's not even in picture and you're just like, where? But he hasn't been involved in the attacking play either. So you're like, where the... Yeah, look, I think in fairness to him, like
0: he has the license to just bomb on. That's his thing. He's got the energy and he's got the battery to run up and back. But again, this is, I think I don't maybe he hasn't been all that more out of position than usual this season and we're just we've just got our midfield so wrong and everything else so wrong at the moment that we're just our, our entire shape in general is just is just poor yeah.
2: when we turn the ball over we look so exposed it's so poor I thought that was Aligic's best feature of this of his game the amount of times he was uh, you know, in the back two, basically tracking next to Ansel, trying to cover, you know, any kind of player getting forward. I thought he did that really well. And that you may see a future for that. I, I wonder if Aligic is the key, maybe. It's just like I've seen, we saw Aligic come through as a bit of a midfielder and then we
0: were surprised to see Carl play him on the wing a few times.
2: He and then know.
0: in this game, I figured like, surely you could have just played Aligic as the wide man. And Leave cloth where he's had the most effect, you it's know. Not, like, it's not if, a
2: bad idea. Yeah. Carl's
0: obviously not been, a, he's not been afraid of putting Alligates wide before, mm. so why now? What to give kiddo the
1: cover? It's not a terrible idea. What's I, I just can't work out what Bernardo has done so wrong to cut <laughs> for Carl to go. We're missing a wide guy, you're on the bench. I'm actually not only you're not going to start, you're actually not even going to come on. When yeah, that was he's, weird. He's had five goal involvements this season. I'm not actually sure he's done that much wrong to be to be getting this sort of treatment.
0: Yeah, I don't know where I don't know where to even start with questions about what Carl does. We talked about it last week. <laughs> some of his subs they baffled me. There was some this week that baffled me again. Bringing Lopez on, I know he nearly scored, but a 37 year old fullback coming on when you're chasing the game seems strange. I don't know. I don't know. I just play FIFA a lot, but. <laughs>
2: yeah, what would you know? <laughs> what would I know? I could be wrong, but, you know, it doesn't seem right. I was kind yeah. of in favour of it, in a sense, because you can see that Kiddo in the last 10 minutes of games does kind of diet just through the fact of the amount of work that he gets through. And against, was it Brisbane the previous week? Yeah. Where I thought maybe that would have been a better option, was to change some of the fullbacks out, and he didn't do it. So I'm not adverse to changing the fullback out. Um, no, but he did. He did against Brisbane. He brought... Brought Lopez on for, um,
1: uh, did he bring him on for Bovolino last week?
2: Wasn't uh, it really, really
1: late though? Yes. 2-0 down. Yeah, two really late. Go. Last 10 minutes when we thought that the Cliff was going to come on. 2-0 <laughs> down, 10 to go. go. Brought Lopez on at fullback. Yeah, it's it, it's strange tactics. I mean, I don't really have, I don't know about you too, but I don't have much more to say about the weekend's game. Um, I just think now it's about looking forward in terms of, for the first time this season, we find ourselves outside the six. We're one point behind Melbourne City, who sit in sixth, and we're all aware that they're going to click at some point and they're going to disappear into the sixth somewhere and and firm themselves up mm, for finals, maybe. And, and then behind that, we're going to we're going to make that assumption for now. Okay. Yep. And and then moving on from that, we're more than a game behind Brisbane in fifth now. So two weeks ago, we spoke spoke about how there was two or three winnable games coming up that could cement ourselves our spot in the six. We've had a very unsuccessful period in those three games. And now we're on the border of being cemented outside of the six, where we potentially expected ourselves to be. We play Newcastle at home Friday night, who are a point behind us and a position behind us in eighth. They've started scoring goals. And they have. And now I just want to talk about how this becomes such an important game that this club must win we might we spoke about how high marsh needs to become a fortress again because we haven't won enough there this year we've conceded way too many goals this year and usually the adelaide united way is that we stick around that 6 by winning our home games and by making high marsh such a difficult place to come we haven't done that and and this newcastle game becomes such a a, a must win game because the three fixtures coming after that all in nine days, three fixtures in nine days are Melbourne victory, Wellington Phoenix and MacArthur, who are all cemented in that top six above us. So this Newcastle game is so important. And and for me, we've done the just don't lose, the just don't whatever. This is a must win game of football now.
0: Yeah. We've scored yeah. 17 goals this season and 12 of them were in three games. Were they not?
2: Yeah, the first three. We scored
0: three against MacArthur. Yeah, we did. Yep. Yeah. Three against MacArthur, three against Central Coast, six against... Six against City.
2: City. It just <laughs> sounds ridiculous. It still is ridiculous. That's going to be the high watermark
1: of the season, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like we've conceded 14 goals and six of them were in one game.
2: Yeah.
1: Grim. Was. That, was
2: um, that was our third straight defeat. That was the uh, the first time that's happened since January 2021. Yeah, and,
1: and and four of our last five, one win in our last six. This Newcastle game is season defining at this point.
0: I believe so too. Friday night at home, going into going into the Christmas holidays, um, a, a big one. This could this could, these are the sort of games where we've seen go one of two ways at High mm-hmm. March in the past, where it, it's it's a good fun Friday night win under the lights, which we get up and about for, or it turns into hostility in the crowd because. <laughs> People are booing the players and other people don't like that you're booing the players and they think you you should <laughs> cheer them on no matter what. And then those people argue and then there's there's fights in the crowd and yeah. inevitably someone will come along and say, why didn't the Red Army do
2: more to help Adelaide win and things <laughs> like that. And it just is. it all go off. Keep an eye um, on the forums. I'm already saying it. That takes me back. Last season, that was the most demoralising defeat I think I've ever seen was when we lost 1-0 to the Jets in it that was, scorching heat. Yeah. It was it was horrible. Just a terrible day, and it's I've got
0: PTSD from it. I just don't want to <laughs> yes, go through it again. So do
1: I a little bit. Um, I I just don't want to lose this game because then <laughs> sa- eight days later Sam and or five days later whatever it is Sam and I have to drive eight hours to Melbourne thinking about oh, how many goals oh, we're oh, about well, to win. We, we don't have to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trip's
1: cancelled yeah. if we lose. We don't have to, but we're gonna. Um,
0: I'm worried about what happens when we play Melbourne Victory. I think we were having a bit of a chat earlier, like who is, which teams are good in this league? And I think Melbourne Victory are far and away the best team to watch. If you were mm-hmm. from a neutral t- standpoint, I think MacArthur are a decent watch. Um, Wellington can be a decent watch. City on their day, Central Coast still on their day, but yeah. Victory.
2: Yeah. How many times are you going to hear Seven Nation Army next week? Ah, uh, like seven.
1: Yeah, at least.
2: Yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll get
1: one. They don't They don't play the horses after a win anymore so we won't have to listen to that if, if we do come to the uh, Yeah, it's because
2: the South End doesn't exist. Do they
0: still play Stand By Me? Because I like that song. They do. Yeah, they do. Excellent. So I'll get to hear that. There it's going to be a good away trip. Let's go. Uh, but first it is Newcastle on the Friday night. Coming up this week, I don't want to do this thing again where I say just don't lose because uh, we need a win. We have to win this week. We've got to win. At home, it's Newcastle. They're not great. they found a little bit of a uh, I'm an improved form recently, but we need to be, we need to put in this, be putting this side away. Predictions. Am I going? Give me, give me, go.
1: give me 5 2 Adelaide.
0: Whoa. <laughs> I love it. NHL scores 7 3 Adelaide. I'm going fucking brilliant.
2: All right. Uh, 6 4 Newcastle. Yeah. All right. I love it. Stamatolopoulos hat trick of penalties. Ooh. Only if bar starts. <laughs> okay. Um, I forgot. I, ha- I had another note here. I can't find it. It's gone. Don't worry about it. I've got. I've got something quick. We talked about. Yeah, let's go. We talked about a few weeks ago. Um, uh, the money that we are going to raise from uh, the Irin Kunda sale, mm. and what we would like to see the club do. <laughs> and I think we kind of came to an agreement that it would be nice to see it put back into junior football development. Absolutely. Uh, it was announced today. Adelaide United have launched the high performance program uh its focus is on youth development with the uh for children aged between seven to 13 and so the program will run alongside the current jdp junior development program which helps foster the development and growth of young players in a fun inclusive and safe environment it's going to be led by marcello karuska and i think this
1: is a really if this is where the money's going to go brilliant yeah absolutely i'm all for it um Whether the old NSL, MPL heads, love or hate it, these people that are coming up through the junior ranks want to be professional footballers. And whether they think Adelaide United suck or not, that's the professional pathway in this state. And that's where this money needs to go.
0: Yeah, big fan. Love it. We are huge on this pod for investing in South Australian football. And I'd rather see an Adelaide team of guys. We want to see them winning, but it's always better if we're winning and they've got a lot of local boys
2: in there. You know, yeah, exactly. so they, they can lose with kids. I don't want to see us lose with Luke Dazelle in midfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Pretty much. Beautiful. I just, um just before we wrap it up, I just have one more question for Tom really quickly, just a oh, a couple go. word answer. Um, I don't need to ask you if Bruno's going to be on the plane or not. I just wanted to know if you're funding his business class ticket. <laughs> Why would he fly business? Oh, because but he probably deserves to. At they, get, they get chartered flights, don't they? I guess oh, we right. never know. I think all we know is that he's going to be on one.
2: He's definitely going, um, and it's good because that means he doesn't he doesn't get to play for victory for a month, so that'll help uh, everyone else in this league. I still think that Adam Taggart will go ahead of J Mac, which I would like to see. It's not, I happening. just J Mac's going. I don't want to see Bruno and J Mac in the Asian Cup. That's just they're going.
0: Oh, it's fucking
2: furious. You won't see him anyway because you're only going to see Duke, so it doesn't matter. There, but there is a question of why would we take 3 30 thirty-plus year olds to an Asian Cup? Because they're
1: our best options, and that's but, the answer. But I mean, they're not, because Yangi Yangi is still a good oh. as option as McLaren. He yeah, plays in what, what league does he, he play? Plays in? For fucking Portsmouth. Who Grim. cares?
2: McLaren plays for fucking Melbourne City.
1: Yeah, Warner Rollie right. scores more goals for Portsmouth than Yankee does. Eat it, there you go. That's yeah, he would. Out.
2: He would. Well, it's right. weird that they didn't sign him then what come on man <laughs> what, what point is he making yankee's scoring goals he's the future you have to blood one do you at an yeah. Asian cup fuck yeah you do you it's a to, 20 you have to blood him it's a, 20, to play. it's a 23 man squad why are we taking three strikers anyway what situation are we
0: getting in where you're gonna blood a player well that's what you're i'm saying. starting juke juke starts and yep. then what if you, you bring someone on because you need a goal or you, you bring someone on with experience that can help maintain a lead or what are you how doing? What what's situation many, are you getting how in many, where many, we bring Yengi on? How and many international
2: goals has Bruno Fornaroli got? I don't know. I'm going to go with none. How many Yengi got? None. So oh. they're coming from a similar base point, aren't they? <laughs> Is how, that how, how, we, many, so, how many Socceroos do they measure. both
1: have?
2: Bruno's got more than Yengi. How many more? One, I think is that how we measure it? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, when you when you break it down, what you're talking about is you we're choosing between two inexperienced international players.
1: You're right. Um, I remember when Cassini Enghi played up front for Western City and absolutely fucking tore this league apart, so the nostalgia merchant and me wants him on the plane too because that happened. Oh, yeah, you expect a twenty year old to tear up a league. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm I've talking watched, about the fucking I've watched Australian I've watched, 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 watched
1: Nestor do it for 17 and sign for Bayern, not fucking Portsmouth who are cleaning dishes in the slums of England. Well, why isn't <laughs> Nestor going? They're top of
2: League One.
0: <laughs> not no, a good no. league. Junk league. <laughs> Don't rate it. Portsmouth. Oh. <laughs> Portsmouth is just a a shit MacArthur. Ooh. You know? Who uh, else isn't uh, there? Like Swindon the, or something? just a they? good
2: victory.
1: <laughs> Doesn't Akin Fenwell play League One?
0: Just a bad woo. Dean Windows. I don't know. Some guys. Um last week you came around. Two weeks ago you were anti Bruno. Last week you came around to Bruno. This week you yeah. you don't want him in there. You only want us to take you want him to take Tagger over McLaren because you don't want the 30 year old strikers,
2: but Tagger is 30. So I just I'm lost. No, I'm just trying to make a point that you guys can understand. I want Yankee. That's who I want. Just, but but you sa- you, just say you want Yankee from the start. I want Yankee. But if you want to take Bruno, take Bruno. He's not going to score us any goals. All right. We're wrapping it up. We've recorded way too it's much this that. week, and no one wants to hear us
0: <laughs> dribble on anymore. If anyone's even still with us, uh, if you are with us, thanks. Get around us on the socials. Check out the Euro episode. Look for the green logo. Episode 135, 136. Ah, something. You'll find it in the feed. Them. All right. Have a good week, folks. Hopefully the Reds get up for you for Christmas. Have a safe one, guys. See you later. Go the Reds.